2: The X Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show.
1: And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our family of broadcast affiliates, terrestrial, AM, FM, cable, and satellite. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at TV.com or studio at com on all social media sites, Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out what we've been up to, past, present, and future, just visit our website at TV.com. Before we get to my uh, first guest tonight, I've got a question for you, Exonation. Nation. Would you like to be part of UFO history? You would? Do you believe in UFOs? You do? Would you like to help prove to the world that UFOs are real? You would? Then simply go to www.cubesat.com. Dot tech. That's www.cubesat.tech. Exone Nation, my guest this hour is Melissa Cinova, and she is the owner of Little Fox Tarot and has been reading tarot cards and teaching classes since 1989. She can be found in the St. Louis area and is available for personal readings, parties, and beginner and advanced tarot classes. You can look for her first book, Kitchen Table Tarot, from Llewellyn Publishing. In uh, January 2017, Melissa lives in St. Louis with her kiddos, her partner Joe and two cats, two dogs, and her tortoise, Phil. I wonder how I, how a turtle feels about being called Phil.
4: Hmm.
1: Well, he seems to be okay with it. Yeah, I guess Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, my daughter has a dog by the name of Howard, so I guess Phil's a good uh, name for a tortoise. And Melissa, welcome to the Exo. Great having you with me. And I must tell you, I love the title of your book. It Thank is you. such a nice, friendly little book. Kitchen Table Tarot. Tell me about what it was in the life of little Melissa before she started naming tortoises um Phil. Uh what brought you to the world of tarot and to the world of the paranormal?
4: Um I got my first tarot deck when I was 14 uh, from a high school friend, um, and he said, you need to know how to do this. His thing, Steve. And I don't know why. He just gave it to me. Um, so I started doing readings, and I used my book diligently for a decade, um, and uh, it became my thing. And I'd grown mm-hmm. up in a small town and gone to Catholic school, and we didn't read. Fortune telling cards, you know. No,
1: that was taboo. So I,
4: it was very isolated for me for a long time.
1: Yeah, the the Catholic Church isn't up on uh, tarot or any part of the supernatural except what's Not in the Bible. Plan. You know, like yeah. I don't understand it. The Bible is filled with supernatural stuff.
4: Right, you know? right. And I learned that when I was older, which helped me reconcile a lot of things. that I learned when I was a kid with what I know now.
1: So. You know what? You know what I learned as a kid: never tell the truth. <laughs> Because I told the truth I, to a minister, and I got kicked out of the Anglican church until I was in my 20s. Well, it
4: sounds like quite an
1: honor. Huh, it, well, I thought it was bad, especially when the minister called up my mom after kicking me out of Saturday morning Bible class and telling her that I was the son of Satan.
4: That's quite a distinction. I just had it to is. sit behind the piano for asking uh, too many questions, so well, I wasn't quite
1: as hardcore. But you know what? You're, you've got a gold star in my book for what you did. All Excellent. So as, as it goes on, what was it like the first time you read and what you had read was, you know, dead on? You know, that you actually um, banged this reading right to the nines.
4: You know, it, it scared me a little bit because I, I'd done readings through high school, you know, mm-hmm. for beer money like you do. Sure. And um, I sat down with a friend and threw down some cards and said, I'm really sorry that your grandmother mm-hmm. died. And she said, "My grandmother didn't die." And I went, "Oh, shoot. I'm so And then the phone rang, and it was her mother telling her that her grandmother had just died. And that kind of thing scares the bejesus out of a nineteen year old, you know. Um, so I put my cards down for a while because mm-hmm. I wasn't I didn't expect for what I said to have been real. Um, and it it taught me a couple of things. It taught me that tarot cards were bigger than just something I would pull out and play with. And it also taught me that uh, discretion, is super important. Um, so I learned a lot of hard lessons early on because I tend to go on and on. And um, and it was easy for me when I was younger to forget who I was speaking with and that the things that I'm saying, the cards that I'm laying down are that's part of their life that's part of who they yeah. are Melissa and stand so you by have to try it very gently
1: stand by Melissa you and I have to take a break we'll be back in two minutes XO nation Melissa Sinova is our special guest www.littlefoxtaro.com. we'll be back on the other side of this break don't go away
5: this is Kevin Randall for nearly 30 years I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com.
1: Melissa Sinova is our special guest Nation, www.littlefoxtarot.com. And uh, before we went to the break you were telling us about one of the times you were reading some cards for somebody and you know you you said something to the person on the other side that they're about their grandmother being on the other side or something to this effect and they mm-hmm. said my grandmother's alive and bingo the phone rings the mother says that your grandmother just died I'm telling you, I got shivers listening to that story.
4: Well, it's, you know, and I was very young, too. And I think that every tarot reader kind of goes through a period where they wonder if it's real. Mm -hmm. Or am I just playing with cards? Or am I just really intuitive? Or do I just know my friends, right? Because those are our guinea pigs, our family and friends. Um, And I've had some readings that I can't explain how I know what I know. And to have that happen when I was so young was really startling. And I actually put my cards down for about a year because I was afraid of them, you know. Um, but my, I'm insatiably curious. Of course, I picked them up again when when I was feeling a little better. But I've had um, I had a reading one time. Guy was I'd been drinking, which I I don't drink anymore. But I especially don't drink and read because that's bad news. Um, and he kept bothering me at a party. Give me a reading, psychic. So come on, give me a reading. So I said, all right, pal, you want a reading? And I threw down cards and I said, your girlfriend is going to find out that you're cheating on her real fast. Well, his girlfriend was standing behind him and heard me and went, what? And um, so that was one of my more entertaining, (laughs) entertaining readings. So, um, yeah, you got to be careful. It's a a pretty, it's a pretty serious tool.
1: Wow. Um, Did the girlfriend leave him?
4: Oh, uh, well, I don't know. He he uh, looked like he was about to take a swing at me, so I grabbed <laughs> my cards and took uh, so. off. How come
1: you have a yeah. fox as a totem, and how did that evolve?
4: Oh, I have um, a very dear friend of mine, Mary, does uh, spirit journeys. My family's Native American, and so is my friend Mary. And um, she does spirit journeys and finds your spirit totem, and she went into a journey and drummed herself into um, a trance. And, and called out and looked for my spirit animal, and it was a fox. And um, the details of it are kind of personal, but my favorite yeah. part was that uh, she said he was jumping mm-hmm. around in this vision, like a flash of tail here and a flash of orange there and a wiggly nose here. And um, she said, did you come from Melissa? And he said, hell yeah. <laughs> so, and ever since then, uh, I see foxes. Um, all the time and like when I was pregnant I almost died having my children
1: oh no um
4: and I was driving home from the hospital and I was just done I was done being pregnant I was sick and I knew I was dying and I was crossing a six-lane highway and I saw a fox a mother fox with two babies and I got out of the car and waddled out to the middle of the intersection you know six lanes with my mm-hmm. arms spread wide and she walked in front of me with her babies and then she turned and looked at me like listen if I can do that get your ass back in the car and go have this baby, you know? Um, and I, it was a real connection. And I felt like that's how God shows himself to me, you know, is through my totem. And so seeing her that day with her two babies um, gave me, I think, the heart to not give up and, and to feel like I could. And then my daughter, she's 12. My son is 11. They're mm-hmm. both fine. And uh, and I think it, it helped having my, my totem look out for me. Sure. So when I decided to, to, this company, my company came along uh, accidentally almost because I have a Canadian friend, mm-hmm. What's Up, Suzanne? And she wanted to learn tarot and the phone bills were crazy. So I started a blog uh, so she could I could teach her through the blog. Well, then more people found the blog and then it got bigger and then it got bigger. And next thing I knew, I had 2,000 followers on Twitter and wow. I needed to name it something other than Melissa Tarot. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> because it doesn't really trip off the tongue. And um, and that was four years ago. And now I've got um, a healthy business and a book coming out and a second one on deck. So good for my has led me
1: really well. Good for you. It's good yeah. to hear people who help other people getting ahead in this world. Because, gosh you know, darn it, there is so much negativity that we all yeah. have to do something to put a positive feeling back in the world. Yeah, um,
4: I think so. Yeah. And I was a social worker for in my muggle job, you know, for, for about twenty years. So, um, I see my readings as kind of an extension of that work. Um it's it's something I can still do to reach out and mm-hmm. help people.
1: Um, what has been the creepiest, eeriest, scariest thing that you've come up with during a reading? Um, I
4: actually And it scared me because it was the first time, but I don't, I kind of, I'm one of those people who's like, yeah, go schmose, you know? (laughs) I do tarot readings, but I'm like, meh. So I'm doing reading, and I've done probably 30 readings over a day, which is too many, right? It's kind of uh, the psychic equivalent of, have you ever bent a car door backwards against the car? You can't close those, right? You have to push and push and push. So my doors are blown wide open, and I'm doing a reading for a lady, and I hear a German person, woman over my shoulder going, uh, her, the reading was about, um, she said her her mother passed away and her dad wanted her to cook meals every night and do all of his laundry and do his shopping and, and basically become his maid. So over my left shoulder right here, he was a son of a bitch when I was alive and he's a son of a bitch now and you're not his goddamn maid. And I was like, beg your pardon? And I could see in my head this very angry person with a bun on her head shaking her fist, you know, with her thumb in there. And I heard it again yelling. You're not his slave. And, and he was a jerk when I was alive. And oh and I kind of looked at my client, and my face must have blanched. And she goes, what's wrong? I'm like, there's this really angry German person. Scared. Could you see her? And she was like, I beg your pardon? And I repeated what she said, and the woman burst into tears and went, Mom! Oh, Mom! <laughs> so, you know, that was a little unnerving.
1: To say the and least. And then
4: about a week later, I was at another party, and I kept hearing the word Reb, R-E-B, Reb. Mm-hmm. and I and like someone was saying it to me, and I, I looked at the woman, and I said, what does rub mean, R-E-B, and she started crying. Oh,
3: gosh.
4: And she pulls up her arm, and she has a tattoo that says R-E-B on her arm. And then she goes, it was my grandpa, and I look in the corner, and I see this big, burly biker dude on a Harley who wasn't there a second ago. And I was like, uh, big guy rides a Harley? He says hi. He's right there. So those two, to me, were my creepiest, because... <laughs> I, 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 it's really it's interesting to come face to face with something you don't believe in. I'll tell you that.
1: Um, so there must be there must be times when not only do you have scary, creepy, eerie experiences, but there must be many times that you have heart wrenching experiences as well. And can you share one or two of those with us? Yeah.
4: I had one um this one this woman was uh, Indian and she had the most beautiful long hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um and I looked at her and just for a second it looked like she had a, a crew cut. And I I stopped and stared at her and I go this is really stupid. I haven't even touched my card yet, but I just saw you with really short hair. And it looked like you were glowing. And I'm laughing because what a what a dumb thing to say. And she started crying. She she was undergoing chemo. Oh my gosh. And it, her hair was a wig. And I said, "Honey, I saw you glowing. You're fine. There's, it's all gone. No more cancer. We're all clear." And we just sat together and kind of wondered. I hadn't even touched my cards yet, and we just kind of sat together, and and just kind of wondered at, at that experience because how, how nice of her to let me counsel her, you know, wow. and what a lovely vision, you know. Um, so that was that was one that stuck in my
1: mind. You know, it must um, be it must be very rewarding for for you because I get the feeling that you're a very warm empathic person to to have these people sit down and entrust you and open up to you to to help them and you know that that is so that is so warm in itself yeah it's it's
4: really an honor um and I don't take Mm -hmm. it lightly um my clients trust me and I've I've gotten terrible readings before you know um, I, I usually go every city and when I go get a reading and I went to Chicago one time and this lady was a ripoff artist and, you know, tried to tell me mm-hmm. I had dark energy surrounding me like Pigpen and Charlie Brown, right? <laughs> uh, but if I hired her as my personal psychic advisor for of $400 course. a month, she could remove it, but no one yeah. else could. And I, I lost my temper with her and I said, you know, people come to get readings when they're sad or scared or yeah. feeling small. How dare you? How dare you take advantage of people like that? Um, so there are some complete a-holes out there who do this to make a buck and I've run into a few of them, but luckily the the better readers, you know, if anyone is thinking about getting a tarot reader, ask around, you know, ask a professional if, if, you know, I cuss a lot. That's, I, 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 I did go to Catholic school, but I do swear a bit. And if somebody doesn't like my style of reading, that's fine. I'll refer them to three or four other people who I know will give them a good reading
1: in, in um, certain language that they'll understand. That they can beep <laughs> off.
3: Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, but you know, it's it, you've got to you've got to really do your homework because there are some people out there who who will really take care of people who mm-hmm. are hurting, and that's a shame.
1: You know, that is a shame because I used to go uh, in the early years of of the show. We're now in our twenty fifth year. We used wow. to go to a lot of. Thank you. We used to go to psychic fairs, we used to go to the exhibitions, the whole bit. And I used to watch people go, like the psychics and the astrologers used to be in the middle of the room in their little tables and their, you know, their whole bit. And I used Mm -hmm. to watch people go from one to the next, 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 Mm -hmm. until they heard what they wanted to hear, they left. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at minimum 70 bucks a reading, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, that person spend 420 bucks. Sure. You know, like, like, what does that tell you about society having worked in the social service uh, realm? And by the way, another, another congratulations to you because you perform such an important job in society when you, when you're working in that field, how does that make you feel to know that in this year of 2016, people need to go to strangers just to talk to them and they are willing to pay 70 bucks for a half hour to talk.
4: You know, I'll tell you, I think it's always been that way. I think that people Mm -hmm. just want validation and that I I do some pretty cool things, you know, and I have some pretty amazing gifts. But at the end of the day, most of my job is telling people that it's going to be okay. And I think that, you know, social media and telephones and, and, you know, being able to do anything on the Internet has really isolated more people than it's brought together. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: And it's... Sometimes you don't have another person in your life to tell you it's going to be okay or you're making the right choice or you were right to leave him yeah. or it's not going to get better. Someone you need to find someone you trust to say honey it's time to go. Exactly. And um and I I take that very seriously. And I have good readings too. I have people who call me and I'll throw the cards down and I have a client I've had for 10 years and Mm -hmm. he called and I said honey why are you calling me everything's great and he goes fantastic and he paid me for an hour's worth of reading and it was a two second reading but he wanted that validation Validation. was worth the hour rate you know because he wanted to know that it was okay and I'd read for him for long enough that he knew I wasn't you know blowing smoke Um, Uh, How
1: do you you not uh, you know how do you stop a person from from uh getting a dependency with you in order to get your validation all the time.
4: Well, I personally don't allow people to get readings more than once every three months because I think it's, um, mm. I'm not Oprah and I'm yeah. not their mother. And uh, I am. my job is not to tell a person how to live their life. My job is to tell people, if you keep doing this, this is the most likely outcome and here are some things you can do to fix it. But I, I'm not their mama, so I can't in good conscience put myself in their lives more than once every three or four months. And some of my clients I ground for a year. Wow, let's talk I, I more ground, about this when we come back from this break. quite a bit. I'm like, you got a lot of work to wow. do. She so grounds her clients, ExoNation. You know?
1: Melissa grounds her clients. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this. She doesn't <laughs> allow her clients to form a dependency. I love that as well. But I also love the fact that she helps people. And she's there for people in their time of need. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue hearing the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Hey, if you'd like to contact uh, Melissa for a one-on-one consultation, littlefoxcarot.com.
4: I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.HolisticCancerFoundation.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You know... Doing this show for 25 years, I've actually thought I heard it all. Really, I did. We had the lady who came into the studio with a psychic goat. We've had... Oh, yeah, I'm serious. We had the guy in some place in Alberta who told us that he went to Canadian Tire, bought a battery and a couple of red lights, and built a UFO deflector, deflection system. And ever since he built his deflection system, he's never seen a UFO since. We've well, had people. Well. Yeah, we've had people who have come on the show and told us that they have a special type of tinfoil that they make into hats so the aliens cannot read your mind. But I've never, ever, had a tarot card reader who basically tells people that they can or can't have sex. <laughs> this is a first.
4: True story. Yeah, um, people sometimes think with their emotions when they should be thinking with their brains. And if I have a client come to me who is thinking with passion mm-hmm. or with loneliness or with anger.
1: Or with their penis. And,
4: oh, yeah, yeah, or their penis. Okay. And uh, then I tell them they're done. They're, they're on a break, no dating, no sex <laughs> um, for three, six months. Sometimes a year. I grounded someone for a year and a half, and she wow. said, why do you hate me? Right. And she'd been in and out of relationships her literal her entire life. She would never been single.
1: No no disrespect. No disrespect. No disrespect. A
4: year and a half, you get to know yourself. You spend time with yourself. Yeah. You date yourself. You know? Because at this point a man mm-hmm. was just um a distraction, so she wouldn't have to take care of herself. And uh for her that was the right thing. Wow. And then I have other clients that I'm like, you know, you're uh, unfortunately not a lot of women are able to a sexual relationship without an emotional relationship, but the ones that are, I'm like, hey, you get a green pass for sex, but no falling in love, because you're not in a good place for love right now, and, and you'll do a disservice to your partner. Um, so, yeah, it depends on the client, really. You know, Melissa,
1: uh, I, I, I've only had the pleasure of knowing you for just about an hour. I think you're a real <laughs> cool person. I really do. I really do. Thank you. But my question to you is, why in the hell would anybody listen to a tarot card reader who's telling them not to have sex?
4: Usually, it's because that's the exact opposite of what they're doing, and what they're uh, doing isn't working.
1: So, so, so you're 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 not only a mama, but you're also a uh, morality monitor.
4: Well, not so much morality as self care. I don't have a, I have clients that are you know all over the sexuality spectrum who are polyamorous and who have you know several partners or who are single several, I don't care what you do as long as everybody is consenting and is of age. Don't care. But when you choose other people above your own self-care,
3: right. that
4: becomes an issue, you know? So um, so as far as morality goes, I expect people to use their own moral compasses. But, you know, my job is to look out for what's good for them. And if they're doing something that's not good for them, they're going to hear about it. So
1: So you take great pride and great responsibility in what you do.
4: Absolutely. It's, it's, I love um, it. I, I feel like it's a gift, and then if I abuse it, it will go away. I love it. And rightly it. so.
1: I had a a, a, a tarot card reader on a number of weeks ago. And the whole thing was that she was using her experience as a former member of the clergy to use tarot to conduct counseling. And Hmm. I was, I was, to me, that's not what it's all about you know how can you bring in your own personal beliefs and try to counsel somebody when the person who is contacting you for for the the reading isn't mm-hmm. isn't calling you to get a a theological lesson but they're calling because they have a problem they have a need they're looking for help and and the fact that this 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 person's um significant other and child were were making designs of tarot cards and music and heck you know I I'm I'm all for entrepreneurship but when mm-hmm. you use it as a way of making money and the needs and the the vulnerability of people this is where I draw the line
4: sure and I think that this is where vetting mm-hmm. comes in you know um, I think that some people some people ask me to pray for them, and I say, I don't do that. Yeah. That's not my that's not my thing. So some people are looking for a religious bent to their tarot reading. Right. Some people are—I I know counselors, like actual licensed LCSW counselors who use tarot readings in their counseling sessions
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, as a diagnostic tool, and their clients are okay with that. But this is where vetting your tarot reader comes in, because if you want a religious reading, yeah. don't call me. Um, and if you want a, an actual counseling, I don't, I don't have a PhD and I'm not a licensed counselor. So I'm also not the right person, but there are people out there. So, and I think that if somebody is using both of those gifts together and maybe not informing their clients the Mm -hmm. way they should be, that gets a little sketchy. Um, because it's, you know, it's all about disclosure. It's all about keeping everything out in the sunshine. And, um, if someone were to stumble into that and, and get a lecture or get converted without mm-hmm. asking for it. You know, that's where it gets a little sketchy, but I've had people ask for all sorts of different kinds of readings. Um, and I just say no and they send them on their way. Um, mm. so it's kind of like any other company. If you, if you want a massage and you want acupuncture, well, I don't do acupuncture, but mm-hmm. I can give you a massage, you know?
1: Sure. So oh.
4: but um, people have to be very careful
1: for sure they they do they certainly do and um let me ask you uh i'd love to know when you got totally comfortable throwing cards and uh, being a total badass um <laughs> you know and, and when did um, you actually go on autopilot
4: i started um accidentally i i'd been doing reading for about 12 years mm-hmm. and uh, i went to go do a reading for a stranger which i just started doing and i forgot my book mm. and panicked because I always used my book, I had this Eden Gray book that I had been using since I was, you know, fourteen, and, and uh, here I was, 24, 25, and I had somebody who gave me money and was expecting a reading, and so I, I just did it, and it was right, and it was actually more right than any reading I've ever given before, and it just worked, um, and it was really fantastic. Was it because so you were using? One, your... I had, I just took my book and kept it, mm-hmm. you know, in my bag. And that one was right too, so I, I started trusting myself uh, on accident. <laughs> so, you,
1: so you were going more with intuition and gut feeling and your own knowingness instead of depending on a book.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people when I teach them, I'm like, use your book as long as you need to, and um, and when you don't need to, you know, still have it by. Cause I still grab books all the time if I if I'm looking at a card and it's frustrating me or I'm not sure how it's mm-hmm. supposed to work in this reading. I'll grab a book because you use the tools you have, you know. Yeah. And the day I stop learning how to do tarot is the day I'm in the ground because there are so many different ways to use the cards and so many different interpretations of the cards um, that if you stop being a student, you just kind of stagnate. And who wants that? Jack?
1: Yeah, that happens when you, like you said, wake up on the wrong side of the grass. Um, how do you deal with skepticism? <laughs> What's that? I said, how do you deal with skepticism?
4: I I don't. Um, I, <laughs> I have a very, very good friend um, who is a complete pragmatist. She's Dutch, so she has to be a pragmatist. And she kind of gave me the eyebrow when I told her I did tarot readings. And then I did one and blew her socks off. And she's still skeptical. And she still doesn't know why or how it works. And I'm honest with her. I don't know either. Yeah. I think it has something to do with intuition. I'm pretty sure that Jung um, was on the right page with um, his archetypal resonance and the collective unconscious. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that because my family is, is descended from an oral tradition, um, that this is skillful, you know, runs in my family. But I don't know.
1: I believe it has something to do with one's own psychic abilities, that the tarot cards are, are a tool that is used in divination. Uh, just like the crystal ball, just like the runes, yeah. just like the I Ching. So I believe that everyone is psychic. There are those who, who tune into the AM band. There are those who tune into the FM band. And then there are those who are gifted like you, who have the ability to use a uh, sort of radio that we used to call multi-band way back, you know, years ago, where you could do AM, FM, and shortwave. And I think that this is what you're blessed with.
4: I think so and I know that there are members of my family mm-hmm. who are police officers, firemen, soldiers um who have used it in their lives and and it has saved lives. Mm-hmm. That kind of um not grabbing a doorknob and opening a door and instead pulling back in exactly. the middle of a fire. You know, that that kind of um split second decision. Um I have friends who use it all the time but they don't call it that. They call it good luck. Yeah. You know, or Um, gosh, my angel must have been with me or whatever, but I think we all have the ability to use it, but I've been, and and I'm kind of an anomaly. I have friends who've been doing readings who are my age, who've only been doing it for 10 or 15 years. I've been doing this since, gosh, almost 30 years. So I've been using this muscle for really, for most of my life, you know? So, um, it's pretty strong and, uh, you know, with great strength comes great responsibility, right?
1: Very true. So, um,
4: (laughs) So the the more I do it, and the better I get at it, mm-hmm. uh, the more careful I am with it.
1: Now you're um, a you're a mom. You have uh, two children. What do yeah. their child What do your children think about their mom who can read cards and basically knows exactly what they're up to at all times? Oh,
4: I they are so busted all the time. <laughs> um, my little guy is 11, and he's starting to learn how to read the cards, uh-huh. and he is I I think more psychic than I am. Because I, you know, we'll I have grown up stuff you we know, don't share with the kids, and mm-hmm. he'll ask me, "Why are you sad?" and yeah. "And why are you frustrated?" And I'm like, uh, "How did he know that?" Um, so he's starting to keep a journal, and his interpretations of the cards are just fantastic. You know, he says um, the Tower fell down because they didn't know what they were doing when they built it, so they get a do-over. Mm-hmm. Come on, kid! It took me 20 years to learn that. Are you serious? So. Um, so he's he's a little rock hound and crystal hound, and, and we try to encourage him as much as we can. And my daughter is 12, which means that everything I do is goofy, Yeah. and she's a big eye roller. And I say, you want to learn, learn tarot? Eh. <laughs> That's your thing. <laughs> eh. So other, other people's kids think I'm cool. My kids think I'm a gigantic dork. So, you know.
1: I don't know. I think you're pretty cool. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, but I'm not your mom. So that's true yeah i I could you know be a flaming baton twirler, and my kid would still think I was lame. Are and you I'm okay with that? <laughs>
1: are you a flaming baton twirler?
4: Yeah, well, yeah, she'd probably roll her eyes at me and say, <laughs> Ugh, can I go? Are you done yet? That looks like a safety
1: hazard. Ugh. Listen, we've uh, got to take a break <laughs> in about a minute from now, but um when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about learning tarot long distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, how sure. long it takes, and what a person needs to do. How long it takes, and um, just some other questions that make him out of the blue. Uh, I'm sure. I'm I'm still getting over the fact that you ground people from having sex. Where the <laughs> well, hell it was a were you?
4: cautionary tale for future clients.
1: <laughs> Where the hell were you when I needed you?
4: God, I was in Tijuana,
1: man. Oh, geez. story of my life. Exo Nation, Melissa Sinova's is our very special guest, a lovely lady, great sense of humor. And uh, if you want to be grounded from having sex, woo-hoo, www.littlefoxtarot.com. Now I know where the fox comes from. <laughs> www.littlefoxtarot.com. This is the Exo, I am Rob McConnell. And listen, if you'd like to be part of UFO history, one website to go to, www.littlefoxtarot.com cubesat.tech I'm not going to say much more than that right now but go to that website www.cubesat.tech and you can be part of the Disclosure Project and UFO History I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone with our special guest Um, the only person I've ever had on the show who tells me that during tarot card readings she actually grounds people from having sex I'll be back. Don't go away.
2: As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine Ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years and author of four books and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com.
1: All right, ExoNation, just imagine this. You all know Craig. Everyone who's been listening to this show for the last 25 years knows my producer, Craig. He looks like CZ Top. He's kind of a real cool, laid back guy. Wears his sunglasses in a darkened studio. I guess he doesn't want his eyeballs to fall out. And, uh, you know, usually he's just bopping around and leaving everybody alone. But. For the past half hour he's been on the phone to every department here in the radio station and he's also calling our TV partners and our newspaper partners looking for donations for his tarot deck because my guest <laughs> this hour Melissa Sinova told us on air that she used to do tarot card readings for beer money now beer plus craig equals craig yeah so anyway, um, but then, you know, talking to people during the commercial breaks, we often find out little nitties about these people that we love. And of course we, we certainly do appreciate Melissa for coming on the show. She's a great guest and we're going to have to have her back on. There's no toys about that. Uh, but your first job was in the circus. It,
4: it was for the circus. Yeah. There is oh. a, um, a place called everyday circus in St. Louis that raises money for, uh, for children. It's a great uh, organization, Um, Mm -hmm. and they rent out for parties. So if you're having an event, you can get a fire swallower, a a stilt walker, a clown, a magician, and a fortune teller. So I would dress up with a scarf and the big hoop earrings Mm -hmm. and uh, go do readings for dudes in suits. And um, it was really fun, and I learned how to do readings really quickly, and I learned how to do readings for drunk people. (laughs) And I learned can to do readings for drunk people really quickly, or they'll spill their stuff on my
1: car. You know, I've got to say, uh, there seems to be a lot of drinking whenever you're around. Well, I am Polish, so... Ah! My grandmother was Polish, so there we go. Yeah, do you... well, you know who Alexander Graham Bell was, right?
4: Oh, really? Right on.
1: Do you know who he was? Alexander Graham Bell.
4: Oh, he was the um, telephone.
1: Right, he invented the telephone. Do you know who Alexander Graham Bowowski was? No. He was the first telephone pole. <laughs> you can use That's that.
4: I'm gonna go on my list of TV jokes. I'm like the queen of dad jokes. Um, my newest favorite is, "Where did Napoleon keep his armies?"
1: Up his sleeveys. Up
4: his sleeves, Yeah, exactly. God, you and I need to talk more for
1: All sure. right, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. I guarantee you. Um, <laughs> let's talk. This is too much fun. Craig, can you you get rid of the guests for the next hour, and we'll just have fun here for another hour? No, don't. I was only <laughs> kidding. Um, teaching somebody tarot long distance, is it hard?
4: No. No, nope, it's easy peasy. Um, you can learn, actually, and this is probably like costing me book sales,
1: mm-hmm.
4: but you can learn online. Right. with, thank God for the internet. Cause I, I had one book when I was learning and it was, it was dense. It was hard to read. And, and I read it, you know, with an encyclopedia mm-hmm. in the other hand um, or a dictionary in the other hand rather. And, um, cause the Hierophant, what the hell's a Hierophant, man? It's one of the cards of the Major Arcana and it wasn't for 15 years or so. I read a book by Rachel Pollack that said, the Hierophant is a trickster God. And I went, oh, now I have this card, but it took me a while to get through all of the history and the language. And that's kind of what my book does. It, it cuts to the chase and says, "Okay, um, the hierophant card basically is the, the the conduit between man and God. You got that right. So um, I, I make it. I use easier language so that mm-hmm. they can go back to those wonderful books by Eden Gray and uh, and learn the history of the card. But you got to get it first, right? So I make these silly little memes uh, on the internet, and like one of them is the Knight of Wands, and it says, do you even joust, bro?'" Because that's totally that's totally the identity of the Knight of Wands. He's yeah. a dude bro, and he's probably gonna drop his wand or stab somebody with it accidentally because knights are very full of impulse. So I try to make the cards very relatable. Um, and then after that, you can build on the history and you can build on you know the intrigue and all all the fun little mysteries about the cards. So yeah, easy peasy.
1: So how long does it usually take uh, the average person to learn how to read tarot cards doing it your way on your blog doing it. using your techniques mm.
4: My students are usually we, we have one class that lasts about three or four hours I touch base with them again in a couple months and and then they're good to go I would say probably about a year to feel really comfortable now I have clients who are students who I tell go home and practice on all of your people they're now your guinea pigs so um, you can pick it up right away,
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, but just tell them, I'm going to use my book. I'm going to use the tools I have. There are a lot of silly superstitions about tarot readings, like you're not allowed to buy your first deck. It has to be gifted to you. That's a bunch of crap. Um, <laughs> or you have to shuffle a certain way, or you have to, I don't know, sit outside in the meadow and wait for fairies to bless you. I don't even know. There's a bunch of hooey, and I think that it was introduced to make it more mysterious you know, back in the day. Yeah. Um, and it also to slow you down and make you more deliberate about how you handle your cards, but you don't have to do any of that stuff. Buy your first deck, Craig, go to amazon.com and get a writer, weight Smith deck. There you go. You started, you know, read the little book that comes with it. Start each card, get the fool card. uh, start a journal page, write everything you notice about the card, right? Google fool, tarot, read every single thing you can read and write down what you remember. And then the next time it comes up in a reading, you have a page of notes to refer to. There you go. Easy peasy.
1: Is there any age limit that, I, that a respectable tarot card reader should, should observe?
4: That's tricky. Should is always a hard word because I don't um, like to tell people what to do. I don't read for minors because to me it is uh, like writing in permanent marker on a dry erase board. So I don't read for minors. Now, I've I read for my children because I'm their mom and I know them. And I, when I was younger, I used to read at parties like bar mitzvahs and things like that, right. and I would keep it very light, very surface, sure. you know. Um, but I feel that you just have to be careful. They're minors, you know. You don't mess around with other people's kids. So I, I just, you know, to to keep myself where I need to be as far as my own personal integrity. I don't read for minors unless I gave birth to them, and then and then we can talk. So.
1: So you only read for mm-hmm. two miners, right?
4: <laughs> Just coal miners. That's it. Coal miners, coal miners, yeah.
1: So, miners. Yeah. I gotcha. As long as they've got no, a hard head, a little white man. Most of my clients
4: are artists, musicians. Um, I have a lot of clients in LGBTQ
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, community. I read for a lot of people who are transitioning or have transitioned. Yeah. Uh, their gender identities, and um, a lot of people who are looking for questions and answers, and. And looking for someone who can listen, and um, and I'm I'm very very blessed to be that person.
1: You know, uh, do it, reading tarot cards, you're you're giving them a roadmap based on that specific time that you're doing the reading. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. So if somebody yeah. so if somebody doesn't uh, want to follow your map, then they will not get to the direction that you have outlined on the map. No.
4: Pretty well is an amazing thing. Um, I had a reading for a guy one time who had just gotten out of like $50,000 worth of debt. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: And I said, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're in the clear, buddy, no problems. And he went out and got back in like $20,000 worth of debt. And he called me and he's like, you didn't say this was going to happen. I was like, no, dumbass, you didn't listen to me. (laughs) I told you, if you keep doing what what you've been doing, you'll be fine. But you didn't. And now you're in debt again. That's not my fault. You're a grown ass man.
1: I understand that you're going to be going to Rome and reading tarot cards for the Pope. No. <laughs> I just had Nothing to throw that of. in there. I just had to throw that in there to see what you'd say. No. Uh, I do
4: like this Pope, though. He's very kind. He is. So, yeah. He is. Like
1: guy. He's not going to last very long. He's too good.
4: Oh, I hope that he makes it. He's a, he's a good man.
1: All right, listen. As a, uh, We've got about two minutes. As a tarot card right. reader... Have you used the tarot cards to predict the outcome of your November presidential election? And if so, what have your cards told you?
4: I haven't. I don't read for myself. Um, and uh, aside from a daily card draw, and honestly, I'm scared mm-hmm. to look. So uh, no, I haven't. It's, it's going to be a mystery to me because I, I try to avoid politics. I vote. you know, It's my responsibility sure. to vote, but I try to stay out of politics because it gives me a headache. And everybody's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's, so. that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs>
4: so, yeah.
1: You know, uh, what are your final thoughts for the members of the XO Nation listening tonight around the world about Tyrell?
4: You know, if, if you're curious, um, ask questions. If mm-hmm. you want to get a reading, find somebody with a good reputation. And if you want to learn how to read, give me a call.
1: Or visit the website Exonation. Once again, uh, Melissa's website is www.littlefoxtarot.com. That's littlefoxtarot.com. Melissa, it has been a great pleasure talking to you. I wish you much success, and Thank you. we have to do this again. You oh,
3: you, absolutely!
1: You brightened up my day.
4: Oh, how sweet! Thank you. You I brightened up, up my day,
1: and and I can certainly tell from talking to you that you make a difference in so many people's lives that I know that they would like me to say one little thing to you. Thank you.
4: Oh, thank you so much. That's so
1: sweet. You take care of yourself, Melissa, and we'll look forward to talking to you again when, when next we meet here in the Exxon. Until then, take care and be safe.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: All right, Exxon Nation. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Um, let me see. Craig? Craig? Craig has uh, 37 cents for his deck of cards. And Craig, (laughs) I'm not even going to say it. Uh, The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 11 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right around the world xone at TV dot com is my uh, email address, and check us out online at www.exonradiotv.com. dot com. I'll be back on the other side of this short break. Don't go away.